Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. I'm Sarah Jenkins. And I'm Alora Murray. Today's topics, you know, we always talk about amazing things on these podcasts. And today's podcast maybe isn't super lighthearted, but it is so important. It's about finding peace after a relationship ends. And honestly, this is really close to my heart. When I went through my divorce, I remember there's that feeling after a relationship ends or you go through heartbreak where you don't know how to find peace. You don't know if things are going to be okay. Um, A lot of unknowns. I'm sure it's very scary. Oh, absolutely. And honestly, the thing that helped me the most was my support system. Um, My aunt and my uncle were building a house at the time, so they were living with my mom and dad, and I was living with all four of them um, after my divorce. And having that much love around me and that much support system, Mm, um, that much support from my support system um, really helped me see that there is peace. After heartbreak. Oh, I love that. I love how you worded that. And I think that's so important. I have never been through divorce personally, but a lot of people close to me have. And I know that it's earth shattering. And it's really, from what I've seen, you're really just trying to pick up the pieces. So I think hopefully this really resonates with a lot of people. Um, We all know someone who has gone through divorce or who has themselves. Carrie had the opportunity to speak to the women from the relationship recovery. So I say we take a listen. Let's do it. I am so excited to be here with Tiffany and Kirsten from the Relationship Recovery. They are dear friends of mine. Welcome to the show, both of you. Great to see you. Thank you. Thank you. We're so excited to be here. You know what? This is a tough topic, but it's so important, obviously. So let's just start with, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what the Relationship Recovery is? Sure. So I'm Kirsten Franklin. And I'm Tiffany Denny. And we're the Relationship Recovery, and we help people walk through difficult relationship. And we we call it turmoil or trauma. Because I think a lot of people don't consider what they walk through that. Mm-hmm. And it's everything. We talk to people all over the world at this point that have either gone through like divorce or abusive circumstances or just a really severe heartbreak. And a lot of people will come up to us and be like, do you only work with like really extreme because of the word trauma and turmoil? Sure. Because there can be all levels, right? Yeah, there's all levels. And I mean, when a relationship ends, it's one of the most traumatic things you ever walk through mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And so if you're not sure how to heal or you notice you keep ending up in the same relationships over and over again, that's what we help with. And we try to educate on relationship terminology and we teach people what's okay and what's not. And we're really trying to help people build healthy relationships with themselves. Because I, I think a lot of people come into come to us because they're trying to understand what's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And then they're also trying to figure out what went wrong in that last relationship or what's going on in their current relationship that doesn't that feels off. But really it has to do with healing within yourself so that you can trust yourself to make the best relationships moving forward, whether that's friends, family, work, or romantic. Sure, whatever relationship it is. Before we get into that, I I want to brag about you guys a little bit because you're both rock stars, boss babes. Tell me a little bit about um, cause I know you don't want to brag about yourself, but I want you to just real quick, just say, just tell us a little bit about you. Carrie, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So we were named the top 10 relationship coaches transforming lives by Yahoo finance. Big deal. It was, it it's, was. it was pretty exciting. And then we're also featured in Vogue shape and, um, we've reached tens of thousands, actually at this point, millions. Mm-hmm. Um, that needs to be updated a little bit. So actually millions of people on social media through the relationship recovery. We also have one of the top relationship podcasts 
and we are co-authors of a newly released book, and it was also the number one new release in divorce on Amazon called The Breakup Book of Affirmations, Words of Encouragement to Help You Move On. Mm, Look at that. Look at that. Helping so many people. Thank you for all the work you're both doing. You truly are both incredible. And I want to start with, let's start with maybe divorce. So we're going to talk about the seven steps to having that peaceful mindset after a divorce. Um, Tiffany, what's that first step? So the first step, and this is what we do with all of our clients when they come into coaching, is it's really important for them to create a a mantra to really reclaim their power. Mm -hmm. And we do that by helping them, you know, figure out, you know, where they want to be. So it's just really important that you take a look at what you want to be feeling and experiencing differently. Um, And we like to go out about three months. If you go out any further than three months, um, it just gets too big and overwhelming. So we like to, like, say in three months, what would you like to be experiencing and feeling differently than you are right now? And, you know, sometimes when people are coming out of relationship turmoil, all of the real estate in their head has been taken up and it's just like getting through the day. Because you're so close yeah. to it, right? So yeah. you're not you're not seeing everything. Yeah, you're not seeing everything. You're just trying to manage, you're trying to survive. And you like frankly, you lose your identity through some of this stuff. And so I like to tell people, um, ask if you cannot figure out like what you want and how you want to go through this process, ask yourself a few questions. And if you can't think of like how you're feeling right now, tap back before you had the relationship turmoil um, and see, you know, if you can figure out um, some of these things. So the questions I like to ask are, ask yourself, what are your strengths? Ask yourself, what, where do you add the most value in this world? And ask yourself, what makes you come alive? And through that, then come up with your own mission statement. And the most important part about this is get it in front of yourself. Like, Get it written, write it down, put it on the mirror, whatever you need to do, but have it visual because if you can see that every day, then it kind of keeps you motivated to work in that direction. Um, Also, we like to anchor into that, meaning that if you start to kind of go off the path of really where you want to get to be, say it's like, I want to be confident, I want to have peace, whatever that might be, um, anchor in and you can use your five senses to do that so they're you know they're physical things so maybe a necklace or a screensaver or a song or something like that that can anchor you anchor you back into your motivating factors so that's really the first step in the process of um healing and on this journey sure that's so good thank you for that okay what about the second we have seven of these so these are really good you guys okay what's the second the second one's grounding yourself so you can use those anchors that Tiffany was just referencing and those anchors can represent that mission statement, but using that to ground yourself into your healing journey, you're making a decision to make a very big change. The other part is also learning how to ground yourself in regards to like, just emotionally, you're going to get triggered. And if you don't know that's a trigger, but you just feel like you're responding to things bigger than maybe what the situation really what you, how you should be responding. Like Mm -hmm. if one thing sets you off way more than it should, considering what actually happened, that's a trigger. And I think a lot of people don't realize they're actually being triggered. They think of like really severe situations where somebody would be triggered. It can be so small. It can be so small and it can be something 
like if somebody says something, you're like, why did I react that way to the random person in the grocery line when they just made one small comment? But because it's such a deep wound for you and maybe your ex used to say, like criticize something or something you were wearing or doing or whatever it may be or how you're doing something and you react as if that person's your ex almost. Mm -hmm. And people don't account for that. So knowing how to ground yourself is so important or if you're noticing you're extra anxious that day or whatever it may be. So one of my favorite things about grounding is it's not about that you're in control of your circumstance. It's more about allowing the tornado to go around you, but you're calm, you're grounded, you're actually rooted to the earth. So I actually will take off my shoes and go outside. That's a big one for me. Like I have a favorite patch of grass in my yard Mm -hmm. that I'm like, if I'm not feeling good, I'm literally taking off my shoes and going out there. And I might just do like some bilateral tapping, which is like where you fold your arms and you're hitting your biceps just in like a heartbeat. And I'm just breathing. Like that's enough. Or if you're not in a place where you can like take off your shoes and go outside, literally just take a breath. Fill your, like focus on the earth beneath you because we're we're just moving so fast that we don't notice that there's actually something supporting us underneath us. Mm -hmm. And it just helps to calm that nervous system. Mm. Oh, that's good. Kirsten, that's really good. Okay. What about the third step for, um, reach, trying to reach that peace after divorce. So then the third one is giving yourself, um, some tools to help with intrusive thoughts. So a lot of times, when we're in this situation, we catastrophize. It's easy to go from point A to point Z really, really quickly. Sure. So I'll give you an example. This is a an exercise that I love and I use on myself all the time. I've done it for many, many years. It's adapted from Byron Katie, um, and it's four questions that you ask yourself. So I'm going to just use an example of like something that this is really actually why I started using it. So when my kids were teenagers, my rule was that they were home at at midnight, like they had to be. It got one minute after, and then all of a sudden, my thought processes were, they've got to be hurt, you know, and it got five minutes after, and I was just, you know, a nervous wreck. So the way you do this is that when the thoughts come in, you ask yourself, is it true? So if I'm thinking my kids are in a car accident, well, it could be true, right? The next question is, are you 100% positive that it's true? I can't say 100% that it's true. And so the next step is, who am I with this thought? And I'm anxious. I'm, I'm spinning. Spinning, like I'm out of control. I'm planning their funeral. You know, it's just really rough on your nervous system. And so the next thing you ask yourself is, who would I be without the thought? Well, I'd be calm. I'd be at peace. Um, and so you start to turn the thought around. But I think the most important step is that you have to actually physically do something. So in that case, it was like, pick up the phone and call them. I mean, you you have a phone, they have a phone. Take and action. Take action, yeah. yeah. So, you know, if it's, if it's a different type of intrusive thought, sometimes the way you can break that is kind of like Kirsten was saying, you can take your shoes off, you can ground yourself, you can take a quick walk, you can breathe, but it breaks that thought Um, that pattern, you know, of Mm. thinking. And it's um, just been something that's been a big lifesaver for me, um, you know, throughout many, many years. And so I love that exercise. Sure. That's a good one. Use Mm -hmm. those tools. That's, Mm -hmm. oh, that's key. Um, Okay. The fourth, fourth step. So before we do the first step, I just want to, do you have any examples of like what you would say the intrusive thoughts are for somebody that just walked out though, Tiff? Because like, I would say it's like, I'm not lovable. I'm so broken. Mm -hmm. Um, 
my kids are going to choose my ex. Like they're not, they're never going to forgive me if you made a mistake. Mm -hmm. I think things like that where it's just so extreme because I think sometimes we forget what those intrusive thoughts are. Yeah. After. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A a big one I feel like is that I failed. You know, I failed at my marriage. I'm not good enough. Um, Yeah. All of those are really, really good intrusive thoughts. All the stories that we tell ourselves. It just comes. You Mm -hmm. know, sometimes you can't help it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. And that actually feeds into um, I'm going to just talk about belief systems because those thoughts, that's one piece is asking those questions in that moment, changing what you're doing. But also that leads into doing the work to change those thoughts permanently. If you're noticing these things are playing in your head, mm-hmm. they're taking over your life. Our subconscious is so powerful. We talk about the three brains, which is your critter brain, your limbic system, and then you have your cortex, which is your human brain. That's the one that's bringing you change. That's the reason you left that relationship. If you were the one that left, you're the, that's the one that wants change and is going to continue to move you forward. The critter brain's actually running the show. It's like a three-year-old that has the keys and then the human brain's like in the passenger seat pretending it's in charge and it's really not. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So like a lot of the time people get frustrated because especially like, for example, like with weight loss, right? They think that, well, I'm going to, I'm going to lose 10 pounds and then they do it for a few weeks. Like maybe they eat the food better and they're going to the gym and they're doing the things, but then they fall off and they're always like, well, why did I fall off or that? that glass ceiling that people fill, it's because your homeostasis is where you've been before. And so your subconscious doesn't like change. And it comes from your critter brain is from when you were actually worried about lions eating you and things like that. We still have that within ourselves. We are evolved, but we still have that piece that protects us and it serves us and it's not our enemy. That's the other part. These belief systems and these things we're saying to ourselves, even though they're negative, mm-hmm. it, it's trying to protect us. It's trying to keep us what it knows. It knows you did not die in the situation you were in, even if it was abusive, even if it was negative, even if it was unhealthy, it knows that. And it might be something you grew up with too. And so if you can start to work with those belief systems and that part of you that's keeping you there and and help show it it's okay and start, like that's why affirmations are powerful. I know sometimes people think they're cliche to go. They're awesome. I actually do them with my daughter. You do? My six-year-old daughter. Yeah, they're, they're, they work for us. Yeah. And they work for us too. And I, and I, and I'm totally okay. If you can't go from, I'm not enough to I'm enough, do some bridge things in between. So that's what that would be. It's just starting to first acknowledge what you're saying to yourself. I know they're negative, but listen to those lyrics, write them down. It's not fun to write down all the bad things. And also you'd be surprised how much we're saying to ourselves without us knowing it. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like the radio playing in the background. You know, when you walk in somewhere and you can't quite make out the lyrics, but you're brain registers Mm -hmm. it because it's actually your favorite song. The same thing with those belief systems. So if you pay attention through the day, just like in your phone, open your notes app and just write down, okay, I just said I'm not enough. Okay. I, I'm, I noticed when this happened, I'm saying this to myself and just acknowledge them first. Then write down what you're, believe it or not, you're gaining something. So what are you gaining from saying that? Maybe it's, I don't have to put myself out there to date. I don't, have to get uncomfortable is typically what it's tied to and just acknowledge what you're gaining and then start to shift that into a positive. And I know that's a big work and that's not any easier said than done, but that's exactly what we do in our coaching is we help our clients to start move past. So some of those belief systems, cause those are honestly, they're controlling your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Oh my goodness. That's good. That's, that's eye opening. Okay. Tiffany, let's get to our fifth step. Okay. Fifth step is, a container exercise. And 
this is a beautiful exercise. This is so helpful when you have some really heavy stuff that you're dealing with and you don't have the capacity to deal with it. So this allows you to just put it somewhere temporarily so that when you're ready to unpack it, you can. Um, we have clients that utilize this sometimes several times a day just to kind of calm, calm themselves down and give themselves a break from having to deal with the heavy. So the way you do this is, Kirsten, I noticed she talked about the butterfly hug. So Yes, love the butterfly hug. It's it, good at all times. It's good at all times. <laughs> it makes you feel safe. So when you're, you know, you cross your arms and give yourself a big hug, and then it creates this safety, this sense of safety. And then the bilateral tapping also helps process through things. So, so we're just, we're crossing our arms uh -huh. and then we're just tapping our hands on our like biceps. Yep, on yes. your biceps. One and at a time. One at a time. And you can do kind of a heartbeat pattern. So like bum bum. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and then I, I like you to start and you take um, a deep breath in for one, two, three, four. Hold for one, two, three, four. And exhale for one, two, three, four. And then just another deep breath in and out. And then I'd like you to take yourself to a safe place. It can be anywhere. It can be your home. It can be your office. It can be the beach. It can be anywhere that you just really feel safe. It's amazing what that does. Isn't it crazy? And when you get to that place, then you use your five senses to, to describe where you're at. And that really grounds you into being there. And you almost just feel like you're in that place. And you just stay there. And you really experience that place so that you're teaching your brain that it has a place to go. It brings that anxiety down so much because mm -hmm. it, your body actually knows that it's safe. And then once you feel like you're safe, then you envision a container. And when you have that container, you make sure that container has a lid. And then one by one, you put those hard things into that container. And when you feel like you have everything in there, you seal it up and then you just kind of let it float away put it on a shelf you can just it's just a lot of visual work and then you start that or you end that um, exercise the way we started it with that four by four breathing mm -hmm. and then just some deep breathing and then when you're ready you just you know stop tapping and and open your eyes and it's amazing how it calms your nervous system yeah it's yeah. so helpful I felt that what Did is you? that called again one more time what is that called when you do that uh, bilateral tapping. Bilateral tapping. Uh -huh. The butterfly fly hug, and then yeah. you bilateral tap, and it's just a container exercise to contain things that are really heavy that you're not in the position to really process. I mean, we don't want to put something away forever, right, because we have to process through it. Sure. So it's just a, it's just an exercise that can help um, temporarily. And it helps you can feel like you're con oh, in control of your mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like we can't control everything, but it gives – it gives you power to say, okay, I'm going to put this away. Like you mm -hmm. might not be in control of what's in there, but it does make you feel like you're in control of how you're handling it. I'm going to put it away for a minute. Mm -hmm. I'm going to yeah. breathe. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take control of my life or, you know, mm -hmm. like you said, yeah. can't put it away forever. We need to deal with it, but just give ourselves a break. That was really good. That was so powerful. Wow. And we you, offer Tiffany. that as a meditation wow. on our app in all of our, like our coaching clients have access to it. We have it recorded. There's a lot of good resources for it like, like that offered, but that's one of them that we have like on our app, the Reclaim You app. 
So good. So good, you guys. Okay, um, we have two more. Um, we're talking about the seven steps to reaching that peace after divorce. Let's talk about the sixth step. Okay, the next one is protecting your energy. It's so important. And if you're coming out of a divorce or a breakup or just a traumatic relationship or anything in general, this is just good advice for anybody, really. If you're depleted, then you need to look at what's going on. Why are you so depleted? And I know there's sometimes things that are out of our control, but typically there's things we can work with too. So treating our day like it's a marathon. If you think of a marathon, if you've ever ran, have you ever ran a marathon? I have not. I haven't either. <laughs> I, I am not a, not a runner. She is. Tiff, <laughs> Tiff's my runner and she does it for the both of us. Props to I, marathon runners. <laughs> you're, you're all amazing. Yeah. Shout out. That is not my strength. Yes. That's okay. And I'm okay with it. I yeah. know what my strengths are, but um, I like to use them as an analogy. So thank you for that. But your day's a marathon. And if you start looking at it that way, if you remember, like at the beginning of a marathon, you prep, you put on the proper shoes, you put on the proper clothes. There's always a tent at the beginning. And that would be like a morning routine. Now you don't need to make that morning routine complex. Like sometimes I think people overcomplicate it and it's like two hours and it's overwhelming. And now you've actually created less energy because you're depleting yourself because you're trying to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Don't overcomplicate it. Maybe it's just, I'm not going to look at my phone for the first 30 minutes. I'm not going to check my email. I'm not immediately going to give my energy. Or right when I get out of bed, my feet are grounded. Like I'm intentionally feeling myself ground myself instead of just like jumping out of bed or drinking water. Like it doesn't need to be crazy, but just showing yourself I'm giving you energy. I'm, I'm focused on that. Then through your day, adding little things. Like just like on the marathon, when you're running through the day, there's those tents where you get the water and you keep going before you reach the finish line, Right. And so giving yourself some of those things in between too, or if you know you have something coming up, because the truth is, is like, if you're a mom or a dad, kids are depleting, but we love them and it can be positive things. (laughs) Yep. They can take our energy for sure. So having things intentionally around, like I had parent teacher conference yesterday or whatever it may be. So making sure that I had something around that to help was important because I knew that we were going to be talking about some difficult things. I've got a son that it's a little behind. And he was emotionally depleted. So I actually made sure he had some things and I had some things that could boost our energy. Like, and it doesn't, again, does not need to be complicated. It can be going and doing that containing exercise that we just shared. It could be tapping. It could be breathing. It could be, maybe it is like the big self-care things. If you need like an extra, extra boost, maybe it is going to get a pedicure or massage, Mm -hmm. but just don't overcomplicate it. And the other thing is looking at your schedule. If there's something you can remove or you've said yes to that you knew you should have said no to, Mm. you can cancel. And that'll help with your energy as well. That's so good. That's so good. Give you a little bit of peace. Looking forward into your schedule. Just take that off. That's that's nice. Um, okay, what about number, let's see, we're on number seven. What's number seven and um, our seven steps to reaching peace after a divorce? I think it's, I think a big thing is asking yourself why you're, why you're moving forward, why you're on this healing journey. And asking yourself, we like to call it the seven layers of why. So, why am I doing this? And it's whatever your exit, maybe it's, I want to break generational trends, or maybe it's, I want to model a healthy relationship for my kids. And those are great. But if you don't know even deeper than that, you're going to end up back in those relationships or you're not going to do the work because you do have some heavy things ahead of you. You're changing patterns and things like that. So I would just start with whatever your first thing is. Like I'm going to break generational trauma. I'm going to break generational trends. Yeah. Your why. why. But I would take, I would ask yourself why seven times past your first why. Cause again, using weight loss, just cause it's easy as a goal. Somebody says, I want to lose 10 pounds. 
Okay, why do you want to lose 10 pounds? Well, because I want to feel better. Why do you want to feel better? Well, I want to be able to spend time with my kids and feel energized when I'm playing with them. That just well, deepens it. Yeah, that just makes it so much 100%. more important. And then that's way bigger than 10 pounds. And you're going to stick to your goal. And the same thing comes with that. You just, you just got to add those layers of why and make it a paragraph, make it a book, make it a journal, like add to it all the time if something comes up because that's what's going to change that, that subconscious kind of reverting back to those three brains we were talking about. The more you do that, the more that brain's going to go, oh, okay, I get that. I get why we're doing this. Okay, I'm going to let this go because I can see that's actually healthier for us mm-hmm. than where we've been. Mm-hmm. And that's how you bring change. Oh, these are so good. I I mean, we could talk about this for hours and hours. And in fact, they do. They have an amazing app. They coach um, men, women who are in need of assistance. I mean, you guys are out there, authors, and um, I know you have the app. So if you want to continue, we can, you kind of extend these, these subjects. So where's the best place to follow you and maybe get like the extended version, which is very nice of you guys to share for our viewers on this podcast. So thank you. Yeah, so you can go to therelationshiprecovery.com and we have everything for the app link there. It will also be available. It should be available through the Android store and through the Apple store. So our app is Reclaim You. Um, And we actually have a seven-day challenge that matches this. And so it's free. Those seven days are free to you. You can go in and do the challenge. You can check out what else is in the app and what other support resources are in there. We have meditations. We'll have educational information around like toxic terminology, like gaslighting, manipulation, things like that. So you can know those things. Because even if you don't think you're experiencing it, you are in some place. So it's important. Sure. Absolutely. Oh, you two, you you both are are doing the work. We appreciate you so much. I, I, I've been to one of your events and I see the healing that you're helping provide and you're just, you're wonderful people. Thank you so much for this podcast today, both of you, Tiffany and Kirsten with the Relationship Recovery. Make sure to follow them. Um, for more healing. Thank you both. Great to see you. Thanks for having us. And thank you for listening to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and we will see you next week. Congrats. You made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.